0: Howdy folks, welcome to another edition of 10K Radius, brought to you by MGM Productions. Today I'm here in the studio with Max Lesky and me, Gary Mallon, but we're missing Morris Mond, who's away on a business trip somewhere in the south seas of the Pacific, or the Arctic, or the Antarctic perhaps. Anyway, we've been away for a while, we apologise for uh, not being on air, but today we have a special program. For the first hour we're going to be talking to some passengers, some very special passengers from the ship Eridan. And on the 19th of January 1949, the Eridan arrived in Sydney with World War II refugees. And to explain a bit more, we've got Max, on the microphone. Good morning, Gary, and good morning to
1: the listeners out there. We've been off air for a couple of weeks. We're back uh, in, they say, Gary, first up after a spell today. We've been off for about first four weeks. after a spell. And uh, it's good to have you back on board, panel operator extraordinaire. A big warm welcome to our guests today in the studio, because this is a special show celebrating the 75th anniversary of the arrival of the ship the eridan to the shores of australia and in the studio we have people who were on this ship 75 years ago we welcome first of all zula schulberg welcome zula she is the mother of one of our presenters actually david schulberg your mother david's in the studio as well good morning to you david Good morning. Good morning. David has a show every Wednesday on Jair from 4pm, correct David? The The Israel Connection, a fantastic show. A warm welcome to Jane Corman, the daughter of the two of her parents were on board, the late uh, Adolik and Marissa Conn. More details later. i blessed memory, both of you. Your mum's still alive. Oh, your mum's still alive. Apologies. She's, <laughs> She's alive. 100. I'm getting confused with the names here. Apologies, Jane. Good morning. But the other, good morning to you and good morning to your mother, who will be listening at some stage. Marissa, correct?
2: Marissa.
1: Marissa. Marisha. 100. Kanaina Horror. And our other guest in the studio is Mrs. Weinstein, correct? Yes who is 97, yes. Kanana Horror, uh mother of Cynthia, correct? Yes. And uh, a warm welcome to you. Thank you. And um, we're going to tell listeners what we're celebrating, what we're going to uh, recall, first-hand stories.
0: And uh, before we do that, we'll play the disclaimer... Just to make it legal. So anything you say cannot, cannot be held in evidence against you. This is our normal disclaimer we play every week. J Air is not responsible for the views and opinions expressed by its presenters or guests. J Air presents a wide variety of views and opinions, which is to the benefit and purpose of community radio. That applies to you, David. No comment,
1: Gary. No, no comment. Oh, Gary. Now, talking about 75th anniversary, I'll just mention this because David uh, will enjoy this little uh, tidbit. It is also the 75th anniversary of the first Knesset elections, and they were held on Tuba Av, which was yesterday. So it's pretty much close to the date. That happened on the 25th of January 1949. Ben Gurion headed the Labour-led coalition government. And until 1977, all governments were actually headed by the Labour Party. And just one more interesting uh, item there, Chaim Weizmann was elected... Israel's first president at that time. 75th anniversary of of the Knesset, Kolak Avod, 75th anniversary of the Eridan, and don't forget uh, it's also a big day in Australia. Australia Day, Gary. (laughs) I'll have to mention that before we go into the Eridan. Australia Day, for some, a celebration. It's it's really this has been very controversial for some a day of mourning, but we're going to pay in the second hour talk about uh, the Jewish connection with Australia Day because uh, as we know on that on in the first fleet there are possibly thirteen to four to fourteen Jewish convicts on board. The total of about 759 convicts More of that later in the second hour Let's get into talking about the Eridan
3: And uh, Max, can I just interrupt you before we get into that We should also remember that today is the observance Of the International Day of Commemoration In memory of the victims of the Holocaust the, uh, Which is uh, under the auspices of the uh, UN Australia's uh, Israel's uh, best friend, of course uh, <laughs> uh, Not uh, Not uh, the, me- the, mem- the memorial ceremony will take place today From 11am to 12pm That's uh, Eastern Standard Time in the US In the UN General Assembly Hall of the United Nations Headquarters So that's very significant as well Very important I believe the, the date the actual 27th
1: of, of uh, International Holocaust Day And I'm going to talk about the events in Melbourne in the second hour To commemorate that, uh, that as well David, thank you very much for that Um, Also on board the Eridan We must also uh, not forget There were a number of Buchenwald boys We'll talk about that later in the show Um, But first off We're going to talk about uh, The number of um, anniversaries Held to commemorate the uh, Eridan And I think, uh, David, you'll be able to help me on this The 40th one was in 1989 the 60th was in 2009 at, uh, at a restaurant owned by uh, I forgot the guy's name. It was called Murray's place and Murray uh, Murray there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, the, over the years there's been a number of these um, uh, celebrations and get-togethers. And uh, there's a lot of interesting facts that we're going to talk about. There were 528 passengers on board. There's a dispute with that number. And they're saying about 300 were Jewish, about 60%. Some said there were 700 passengers. Uh, There's all different reports, mainly Italians and and British, also some French and Poles. And they were mainly from displaced persons camps of Europe looking for a new home far away from the horrors of the uh, the, the Showa. They called it the Golden Medina down here. My father referred to it as and in, in the land down under, to start a new life from the horrors of the Holocaust. And uh, the recollections, I, I, I remember as a young boy, Dad talking about uh, a wonderful feeling just coming through the Panama Canal in Tahiti on the Straits uh, to Melbourne and to be greeted by his uncle's uh, Senator Skurka, and his wife, who sponsored them, they had come to Australia in the 1930s from uh, a town in Poland called Lujwicz. And they were awaiting our family at the, at, uh, to be at, um, at the station, actually, because from Sydney to Melbourne they had to go by train. Uh, my elder sister, Helen Colt, was two and a half years on board the ship. My mother was pregnant with my sister Rachel on board the ship and uh, Dad was over the moon to come and uh, start a new life from the, uh, from the, away from the Deutschen, you know, and he suffered a lot in the war. He had a broken nose. He was sent to Siberia. He was well away from all the uh, atrocities in Europe, a distance of some 11,670 nautical miles from where the ship sailed from Marseille in in uh, f- France to Sydney, and from Sydney they took a train to Melbourne. That's a little bit of my family's uh, background. We were known as Bulewski on the ship, and later when Dad came to these shores he changed his name to Lasky to make it a bit more uh, easy for the Aussies uh, to pronounce and... Uh, one interesting, funny thing, he he, he, he spoke about, uh, they thought there was kangaroos going down the main street in the city, and there's an interesting quote um, from the late uh, Adolik Khan. They warned us to buy knives and forks because they told us in Australia people only ate with their fingers. What did we know? That's one of the quotes of Ad- Adolik Khan. Con, also known as Adam Con. But first of all, let's pass the microphone over to David and his mother and talk about what it meant to be on this ship, the the, the friendships, the camaraderie that existed and it has existed now for 75 years, Kanaanahara.
4: Well, at first when we arrived there, mostly, most of us lost the whole family and we were just single people. Eventually... We formed a family, which we'd be missed, on the ship Aridan. And we were very close together somehow for many, many years, we knew each other. And the trip to Aridan wasn't so, so it was terrible. The people were lying on the desk, they couldn't eat, they didn't have anything, there was no water, there was, it was horrible. The men were separate and the women were separate and they were carrying French soldiers down down because they were going through the French colonies. The ship from Marseille went to Guadeloupe, then to Martinique, and then to Tahiti. Well, in Tahiti we had a wonderful time already. We stayed there for New Year and uh, Christmas and we were already dancing and having a good time there. And eventually, we went through Panama Canal. So it was ten weeks mm. that we were on water.
0: Which and part of Europe did you come from? Myself. Yeah, what country were you
1: Poland.
4: born? Poland. Poland. I came from but Poland. You
0: were born. You were telling me in Germany.
4: No, I no, was born in oh. I was born in Poland in Warsaw.
0: Okay, I've and Arshava. were you in the Warsaw Ghetto?
4: Yes, I was... And you survived
0: mm-hmm. the ghetto.
4: My dear friend. Obviously. Mm-hmm. I was... The, 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 the 19th of April, 1943, mm-hmm. I was left with my mother. My father and my brother were taken away and we were all hidden up in the lofts and eventually everything was burning and we had to get out. So they put us in the middle of the road so that was already the uprising of the ghetto, the also ghetto uprising. And I had a cousin that was one of the men. He was already a university student and he burned a life in that ghetto.
3: That's mm. We're speaking it's about Maya Majorovic.
4: Yes, that's my cousin. And how did you
0: survive the rest of the war before you got onto the
4: ship? Oh, my fellow. I, this
0: is a story mm-hmm. this
4: is a story. I was there standing with my mother and You know the the Germans told us whatever you have to throw down on the ground And we, my mother had a little bag with gold or something because everybody tried to in the ghetto to have something of substance and then they said to throw everything down and My mother threw it down and then she put it back in she had a rucksack and it was Pesach time and she had masses in there so the German came he put the hand in that pl- and they felt the masses, so he didn't take the, the gold <laughs> I was so scared you can't imagine. Mm. From there we went through burning Warsaw to Umschlagplatz. Umschlagplatz was the place where all the trains were going to all the camps that was the mine station mm-hmm. So I was there with my mother, and, and my uncle and cousin. Well, I wasn't allowed to exist in the ghetto, so my mother used to hide me in a bed if they come in, the Germans, to look for people.
0: And how old were you at this time? I was 12. You and must have grown up very quickly. Very quickly. I grew up,
4: yes, eventually, mm. we went in the, in the train. It was my mother, and me, my uncle, and my cousin. And we were going, and going, and stopping. And everybody was saying, oh, we're going to Tremblinka, we're going here. Eventually, we stopped. And we stopped in Lublin. And my cousin looks through the window, and she noticed my brother behind wires. And that was, and we couldn't believe it, because my father and my brother were taken away. Mm-hmm. So my, my uncle went to the left, and my cousin and my mother and me, we went to the right. Eventually, they told us to get up and go back to the train. And my, ma- my cousin, my brother noticed us because that was the last trip from Warsaw. There was already the end of it. So eventually, my brother noticed us coming on the train and he jumped and he joined us. So my mother said, look, Europe, you're coming. You don't know where you are taking us. He said, I want to be with you. They took that to my Danek, and I want to be with you. And we came to Poniatow. Poniatow was an Arbeitslager, you know. It wasn't a concentration camp.
0: A work camp.
4: It's working, yes. Yeah. And people were digging, and and my brother... So you
0: survived the rest of the war in the camp, in a, a work no, camp?
4: no, no, no. My brother escaped from there once and twice, and then he came to me, for me, and he said, Zula, are you coming with me? And I said, no, I want to stand with my mother. So my mother said, Zula, you are young, you have to help yourself. And I escaped with my brother. And I came back to Warsaw, and there was a Polish family that knew my parents, and they took me in. And I was there completely free, and my brother lived somewhere else.
0: Until the end of the war? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just,
1: Gary, oh. Gary we'd better go on and tell <laughs> our listeners just a little bit of background on the Eridan. It, uh, it's the United Nations Relief and Rehabilitation Agency chartered the Eridan, which had served as a wartime French naval transport ship, but had since been converted into a cargo vessel and was not fitted out for transporting passengers. And during their voyage from Marseille to Sydney, a maritime worker's uh, strike uh, left the ship without a crew, so the French authorities released convicts from prisons to work as strike breakers. Interesting. And there was a murder on board during the 62-day journey. Uh, And... um, they recall the story of a waiter who slit the throat of a passenger with a carving knife. Oh, there was problems on this ship. Water rationing, as, um, as uh, Zula just spoke about, and uh, uh, oh, sh- sh- shocking conditions. Husbands segregated from wives and primitive cooking fati- facilities. Poor hygiene plagued the ship, which became so notorious it made headlines in the Australian newspapers. There you go. Uh, so let's go over now to... Um, just a minute, I'll play a station. Yeah. Radio. You are tuned into...
5: How are you doing? The Habo radio station everyone loves.
2: J- J-Air 88 FM. On air, 24 hours a day, seven days
0: a week. And online at j-air.com.au. And this is 10K Radius. So we're talking to... Some passengers from the Aerodan. Yes, yeah,
1: Zula has been Zula has been giving us her background which before she boarded the ship. And now we go over to Inca Weinstein.
0: We tell just us have to tell listeners that it's the seventy fifth anniversary of the arrival of the Aerodan in Sydney.
1: It arrived in Sydney, correct, Gary?
0: Nineteenth of january nineteen forty nine. Correct carrying lots of refugees from world tour in europe
1: and in, and in fact the book boys were on board several groups yeah we'll talk about them later and also gary i found something interesting back in july 1940 the Danira arrived here in australia with two and a half thousand detainees from germany escaping uh, from england and about two-thirds of them were Jewish and that's a story and a half we haven't got to go into that but ships play an important part of local Jewish history it's over now to uh, Inka Weinstein tell us a bit about your recollections before the ship and on the ship
6: Uh, during the war we spent uh, most of the time in the Warsaw ghetto and uh, before it actually burned my parents sent me away with false papers to live as a Christian and of course I had a different name which I had to remember but um, I went to school, Polish school and one day the headmistress came and said I'm taking you on an excursion we're going to watch the ghetto burn and of course everybody went so I did too and then I Renounced the school, didn't go anymore, and I begged my mother to come out from the ghetto. Anyway, we uh, we all had false papers. Uh, I had different name from my mother and from my brother, and uh, and my father. And uh, well, the times were not easy. We somehow survived on all these false papers. And uh, the moment the war broke out, we wanted to leave Poland forever and ever. And we finally found ourselves in Italy, in Rome, where we spent nearly five years, uh, best years of my life. (laughs) And uh, then my husband decided, not decided, but uh, his mother arrived before him and she insisted that we come to Australia. To be quite honest, I didn't know where Australia was but um, uh, because uh, the ship was uh, going from Marseille, we have to travel from Rome to Marseille and wait for the ship. And there was a strike, so they mm. had a crew, which was incredible. <laughs> we should make a film about it. And um, But um, uh, the company was wonderful. We made so many wonder- lifelong friends, yeah. lifelong.
1: In Yiddish they say shifts, festes and for life. for life from this ship.
6: On this ship yeah. for life, we were friendly. We knew Correct. each other. Our uh, families knew each other. The children, mm. as you can see, I um, knew everybody from the ship, mm. and uh, especially Marisha.
1: Yeah, we're going to talk to her yeah. soon.
6: Uh, <laughs> and anyway, we arrived in, in yeah. Sydney, and after Rome, it was a big a big change. Mm. And um, we stayed there. We, we had nowhere to stay, but one of the people in Sydney offered us a bed. So my shift breeder Diana Elton and Ziggy Elton, and we t- t- my Michael and I slept in one bed for the night. We mm. uh, were uh, very, very hospitable. And then we arrived in Melbourne, and uh, our life started mm-hmm. and, uh, from nothing to, to- some.
1: Yeah, talking about uh, people in Sydney, uh, on board the ship was a, a chap by the name of uh, Stan Grossman and his wife, who later founded the uh, Katie's Clothing retail chain. There's uh, And so many personalities on board this ship we're going to talk about shortly. And uh, I want to um, call to the microphone now Jane Corman, who is one of the daughters of the late Adolic, and Marissa Conn. And I believe your sister was on board Selena on That's the right. ship. Jane, welcome to the show. Tell tell Thank the you. listeners what you remember because your parents had a lot to do with the reunions. And uh, tell us your childhood memories of
2: the okay. Um I well, I was born later. My sister was a one and a half year old mm. on the ship and I remember mum saying that As we know, it was hard to get good food, but she managed to um, just be chummy with the African cook, a French-African cook, who used to put aside some porridge for my sister. And um, so that was great. And Mum could go to the kitchen too, which was a great privilege. She, um, what can I say... Um, Oh. I know that um yeah, mum and dad were very involved in the reunions. I think mm. it was such a momentous thing to leave war torn Europe. Yeah.
1: Your father came from Lodge, correct? That's right. And your mother, what town was she from? She
2: came from a little town called Skesh, which was north of Lodge. Yep. But um they were evicted when she was about fourteen or fifteen right. and they moved to the Lodge Ghetto. And your mother
1: now is one hundred, correct? That's right.
2: Well yes, she's she her passport says nineteen twenty four but all the records, the Lodge Ghetto Records mm. and the United States Holocaust Museum records and other records say she was born in nineteen twenty three. So it's, you know
1: Your father changed his name at times to Adam Conn That's right <laughs> Because he, uh, you know, business and uh, so forth And yes. now we must mention Pavel Horovich, Who went also by the name of Paul oh. Hall Correct? Right. He yes. was one of the organisers of the reunions He was born in Krakow, Poland um, And uh, tell us a bit about your recollections I, I don't have much history on, on Pavel
2: what I remember, I wasn't that involved in the reunions because I lived in Israel for eighteen years, Right. Um, and before that, I was, you know, a wild teenager, so I don't really remember what happened. Um, but I do remember, I do remember the effort they put into making these reunions. I remember mm-hmm. Dad and Paul would get together, and they'd, you know, make the lists, and everything would be so detailed, and they'd get the, um, you know. Government
1: um yes, they, they had um, in fact, uh, Minister Bob Minister Hawk Minister of Bob yeah. Hawke when um, he was uh, he sent t- uh, text messages of congratulations of the great achievement and contributions to Australia from the shipmates on board the Eridan, and there was another minister for the other reunion. I can't think of his well, name. We're going to
3: 1989. The 40th was uh, attended by Senator Ray. Senator Ray, I yes. Believe, I believe he still alive. Wow. And they
1: and the government uh, were always uh, sending out telegrams in those days, in the early days. Yeah, they were really involved with, to see the fruits, the success of some of these people on board, because you're, uh, late father Oliver Sholham, uh was a textile manufacturer and, and built up uh, a great knitwear company, it was around for many years, Emporium, Emporium and knitwear. it was, it was an, a, an, an iconic name in Melbourne yeah, Emporium yes, that's Knitwear right.
2: well, what happened really was that when after the war um, they tried to get into Russia but they weren't accepted because they were Jews and they went back to Lodge looking for family then they moved to Munich to study because students um, were supported there, survivor students. So he studied architecture for three years, mm. but then they received permits uh, mm. from an uncle who had escaped to Shanghai mm. and had made some money, and so that's how they ended up on the ship to Australia. Um, yes, yeah, so he did. So he couldn't continue with architecture and did what he knew, which was textile design. Mm. And
1: um, yeah, He was very well respected in the industry. I think he received some awards. Yeah, and he received many awards. Yeah, he yeah.
2: represented Australia in the world trade. Exactly, And attended
1: yeah. many fairs, European fairs. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: wonderful memories. David Chilberg, <laughs> the man of the moment, tell us about what you remember, because you were born a year later uh, in Melbourne, when your parents uh, arrived back in 1949, a year or so later, correct? And uh, do you remember any of the reunions uh, that they've had over the years? Well, I,
3: I, yeah, I've been to the 40th and the 60th, I remember them very well. <laughs> I can remember the 40th uh, very fondly because uh, just prior to, to attending that, I um, was with my son and I was uh, tossing him up in the air and catching him, you know, what you do with uh with your kids when they're when they're young, it's, he 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 relished it. The trouble was that he already had uh, gained a bit of weight, and uh, as I caught him, I strained my back. So uh, I remember sitting there on the fortieth uh, in a bit of discomfort. But uh, it was uh, a great occasion. And, uh, but one one thing I uh, I want to allude to: we weren't somebody who's not here, and Inka would would remember her husband, of course. And I think we shouldn't mention him because he also came on the boat. And he, just uh, being Australia Day, he, he received an AM and a, and a British um, Empire uh, medal as well. Uh, he was uh, an extraordinary soldier, businessman and soccer administrator. Um, he actually uh, helped Australia out because there was a ban on Australia by soccer's world governing body, FIFA, uh, back in 1963 um, for poaching players from overseas. But he was he was instrumental in um, in bringing soccer to the fore in in this country, and of course Inca would would know the story of his survival as a as in a tank com, as a tank commander where he was injured during the war.
1: Who was this chap you're referring to? This is
3: Inca Weinstein's husband, Michael Weinstein.
1: Ah, oh, now we know. Yes, I do remember him. Yeah, there was write ups in the Jewish News many many years ago about him and his uh, role in the soccer f- industry field. Gary, do you remember Mr Weinstein? Yeah. Hakawa, he had a, d- a lot to do with in the early days, correct? Sorry? Hakawa Soccer Club. Oh, uh,
6: Hakawa. Yeah. Hakawa, Maccabi. Maccabi, yeah. Hakuha, Makabe, McCabe, Kabe, yeah. Yes. I think uh, my late
3: dad knew him at one
6: time. And the Australian Soccer
3: Federation. I mm. Yeah, don't think he'd be too impressed with uh, Australia's performances currently in the Asian Cup?
1: <laughs> <laughs> they had a draw
3: didn't they, they oh they got through but they, yeah. they, they haven't got a forward line basically yeah, right,
0: yeah. <laughs> anyway got a
1: backward line <laughs> yeah. Gary what about a little bit of music we'll have we'll a little sh- b- short b- break b- singers. that's great and then we'll come back we've got about another half an hour to talk about memories
0: on the Eridan ok here we go with the Vasheva Singers in Yiddish Rosentheer with Madeline
7: Ros- Bei seinem in Winkel, hey, der Ecke sitzt die Almohne, dass sie allein. Ich bin ja du hier sie gesäte und singt ihm zum Schlafen allein Ein hey. Unter jeder, der steht der klar, weil sie das sie geleistet vorn handeln, das wird sein dein Ball. Es wird kommen eine Zeit von Eisenbahnen sie werden verbreiten auf, eiserne Wagen wirst du spannen und wirst in der Moi verdienen viel Geld. Und als du erst All
0: move to eighty-eight megahertz on the FM band. Come with us to hear all your favourite programs on the new J. That's an old promo. That was Sandy K. The that voice Sandy of Sandy Kay. Kay. That's yeah. a, I, I put on the wrong promo. You're listening to Ten K Radius on eighty-eight FM. J. Air. Max. Continue Cele- with yeah the celebrating shipmates uh,
1: forever, Gary.
0: Passengers from the Eridan
1: Yep. And uh, Peter Conrad a beautiful double page article uh, back in 2009, Shipmates Forever, and he talks about uh, the the form the former passages, their reunions, and uh, how it changed their lives. And some before we forget, we must mention some of the we've got the passenger list here, Gary. In fact. The whole, whole out No, I won't have time today. But some of these people on board, we need to uh, uh, give them a shout out. Uh, the late uh, Philip Maisel and his sister Bella. They were on board. Philip uh, passed away a couple of years ago, and Bella, who was a hundred, I think, passed away last year. She was married to Marek Hirshhorn. Uh, <laughs> Philip was a. Uh, uh, a big uh, contributor to the Holocaust mu- Museum, put put in an enormous amount of work there. Kolakavod to them and uh, may their memory be a blessing. On board also was Leon Fink, known on board as uh, Lab, spelled L-E-J-B. He was a refugee at the age of 16 then, uh, went on to become uh, Uh, another textile uh, manufacturer, Colotex Hosiery, Uh, he was on board with his mother on the ship he he became in Yiddish Sukma Gary (laughs) a he did well in property with uh, later on uh, property development with the Liverman family and when he went on to buy the uh, the Hoyts chain I think from 20th Century Fox, I might be Uh, wrong there, but that's the information I was given. Other people on board were Regina and Rosa Tepperman, who later became famous for uh, connected with the Diana Ferrari label. Jane, remember the famous... uh, It's still going, but they sold the business in the 80s. There's a connection there on the Eridan. Now we talk about another very famous uh, family on board. The Oberclades were there, and on board was, uh, he's a professor now, was Frank Oberclade, who holds an AM, Order of Australia. He's done a hell of a lot of work, uh, research into pediatrics. I think he was senior, Australian of the Year, last year. He was born in Kazakhstan, of all places. But uh, my parents uh, always talked about the Oberclades, and uh, there's some of the people I looked up on the list. David, you've got a whole McGillah there of stories, photographs with the Eridan. Tell us what you've got there because the listeners... Well,
3: unfortunately, we're on uh, radio, so people can't see, see this, but I think... It's we, huge. It's a, There's a huge compilation yeah. here of, uh, of material, uh, a book that was produced coming to Australia in 1949 with... Uh, with pictures of uh, of the people and the scenes that uh, they were, they they were at uh, during their their voyage, Th- this is uh, the work of uh, of Jane Corman, who has compiled this. Uh, the uh, it's an extraordinary publication, and I think uh, it it really should be uh, eventually uh, made uh, as a as a resource for for people to be able to. Uh, Examine. Uh, maybe it uh, needs to be digitised. But I think the people who were responsible for this are the photographers primarily who were on board. Did you? Did your father have a camera on board or was it only Philip Maisel?
2: He did have a camera, but it was stolen. So he was very upset because that was the first thing that he bought and spent a lot of money on mm. and lost it. Would so. have been
1: a, a Kodak, Kodak box brownie <laughs> in those days. Yeah,
2: I think it was something like that. Yeah, but
1: so. it was worth a lot of money. Yep. Zula wants to say something.
4: No, Philip. Philip had the Philip had a Leica. We called him Fala, Bella's brother, and he had a Leica, and that's how he did a lot of photos. Even when David was born, he still did photos till till we'd be able to to use our own. And that was that was. That's where the photos came from.
3: We yeah, must be very grateful uh, to what he's uh, compiled for uh, for uh, for posterity's he, sake.
0: He obviously thought it important to chronicle what it was going on; otherwise, people wouldn't believe it. Yeah,
3: they wouldn't believe it. Yeah, that's
1: right, Gary. For instance, um, f- food meals in the third class were eaten in dark holds by the light of hurricane lamps. No butter was served, and the food was of poor quality. Uh, haricot beans were served every day and often the meat was so bad that the stewards advised the passengers to throw it overboard. Often the bread was blue mouldy. Cutlery was dirty and rusty. Grubs were found in the peas. Oy vey. The bunks during the nine weeks journey, there were only two issues of sheets, even where passengers had been seasick. My mum mm. suffered a lot on the ship. She was pregnant with my middle sister, Rachel, and, oh, boy, did she go through uh, the, the journey to hell, but once she saw the Australian shore, Gary, her her face lit up. Yes. The start of a new life. Her, she lost her entire family in uh, the concentration camps, including her twin sister, Mullah. She was the only one of seven siblings to survive and
0: uh, Yes, a new life Yeah I'm interested in how the ship voyage started Who who organised it? Well, Why was it organised? Well,
1: we talked about that in the first part. place For The United Nations Relief and Rehab Agency They chartered it You had all these relief societies operating after the war Displaced persons Uh, Camps
3: had a huge amount of Jewish people seeking a new uh, life.
0: Ask our guests, how did they get on the passenger list?
3: Well, I know they had to pay about uh, £100 uh, Australian for a a single fare. It was classified as as third-class voyage, but... uh, it hardly qualified because uh, many people referred to it as a hell ship yeah, as you've been as you've been describing. Yeah. So, how, yeah. did, how did you find out? How did you get connected with the voyage?
1: George, you needed sponsorship, a relative in Melbourne, or via the um, Jewish Relief Board, I think it was called at the time.
4: That was UNRWA.
1: Unra, correct.
4: Yes, they were
1: good then, <laughs> not now.
4: <laughs> because we were, I had an uncle in Australia, and he sponsored me and my husband. Mm. That's what my brother used to say Zula, if nobody survives, we've got an uncle in Australia.
0: And £100 is a lot of money. Oh boy, huge money. You have mm. to be a millionaire for yeah. a ticket. Mm.
4: And eventually that's how he sponsored us and that's how we came.
0: For £100 you'd expect a decent meal.
4: We were supposed to go on by flight. He paid for our journey, but we went in Paris three months waiting and there were strikes, so we decided to go by by ship,
0: Mm -hmm. and that was (laughs) Aridala. Yeah.
4: And they left for Marseille. Yeah, Gary, something
1: interesting here. There was an ex-professional English footballer on board, and and he quoted this, we had to pay £120 to live and sleep in conditions worse than those given to cattle at home. And uh, his wife collapsed on board from lack of proper food, and the only food and water given to her while in hospital was brought to her by her husband. It's a whole uh, story there. Um, and there was an engineer from Birmingham who said the drinking water was, uh, was oily, and until the ship reached Tahiti, most of the passengers were ill from diarrhoea. Did you get <laughs> 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 any well, of this? Well, I know. heard the stories from a lot of people.
4: Well, I don't know. I could see the table were you supposed to eat was a long table a wooden table and tins the plates and the plates were going from one place to the other nobody was sitting at the table everybody was sick Mm. on the ground Mm. and the doctor there had only panadol or something like that to give them
3: do you remember a story when we got to Tahiti with uh, Sam Suskind Ah. who was on the boat yeah the Suskinds were on there they're on the list
4: yeah yeah, well they made yeah. a joke out of it.
1: Tell us. Because
4: you know, the men were separate and he was lying there on on the upper deck, upper no, you know, how do you call it? Upper bank. upper bunk. Of a bunk. So they put a man dressed like a Tahitian girl, with balloons, I don't know what, and eventually we had one man that he was a little he was he was not well. So so they took the advantage of it, and they played a joke on him. That when he was going into his to his bank, to his bank, he found a Tahitian woman, <laughs> and eventually <laughs> turned to be a man.
3: Who was the man? Was Sam? Was Sam the one dressed up as yes. a Sam, Sam <laughs> Yeah, a bit of a a larrikin he was. Yeah, I heard he from was. reports from my dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, um, Inca. Yes. Let's let's go back to you and talk about uh, y- some other things on the ship that you remember.
6: I, I remember that we couldn't eat anything, and <laughs> in every port we used to go out and bring back banana trees. Mm. Uh, and there were about 20 or 30 banana trees, and we, uh, we ate it. That was all there was. But um, my my fondest memories is the friendship Mm. that Mm. existed between us. We were all very young,
5: Mm.
6: and we all went through the war, and we we became friends for life.
1: Mm.
6: Honestly, like Zula and all all of them.
1: Mm. Did you have any children on board? No. 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 Your children in tell us tell the listeners about your children. You have a daughter Cynthia. I know, Doctor Cynthia.
6: Yes, and Diane. No, but they were born, I think I was born in 57, I think. Right. Uh, yeah, and Diane was born six years later.
1: Did you have <coughs> sponsorship f- from Meshbacher, relatives in Melbourne?
6: We had a cousin, a distant cousin of Michael, who actually provided a, uh, a permit for us. Mm. And, of course, they are all dead. Uh, they were much younger than we are. But anyway, we were... Yeah, they were very kind, and they sent the permit. Uh, <coughs> and Michael's mother arrived before us three months before, and that's why Michael decided that we should come here too. Uh, we, uh, we didn't know what Australia was. So on the ship, we formed a friendship for life. I don't think over the 60 years since... Or is it 75 years?
1: 75, to last week it was, yes. yeah.
6: We formed friendships, mm. new friendships, mm. as much as we were friends on the ship and after.
0: Can you uh, think, before you got on the ship, what would have happened if you didn't get on the ship? Do you have any thoughts about that?
4: Well, at that moment I couldn't even tell you because I I didn't know where I'm going. I, I knew I'm going. But being in Germany, we had a teacher, and he, my, he knew that we are going to Australia. So he said to my husband, you are going with a young wife to Australia, the black ones will come and take it away. So that's, what <laughs> <laughs> that's how they thought of the people in Australia. They were, they were very little knowledge of them. Yes. I actually remember when we came to Australia.
6: When we were in in Italy, in Rome, uh, Haganah took us from Austria to Italy, and we wanted to go to, as it was called, Palestine. And all of a sudden Cyprus emerged, and they... uh, in turn, everybody who went there, so we couldn't go to to Palestine. And by the time the Cyprus finished, We wanted to remain in Italy, in Rome, and um, wait until, until Israel was formed and was granted uh, rights of a country.
0: But that was 1948, what would you do in the meantime? Sorry? (laughs) What, What did you think about if you didn't get to Australia and not to Palestine? You must have been in limbo. In Nowhere Land?
6: Uh, we were in Nowhere Land because we couldn't get Italian citizenship. We didn't want to go back to Poland under any circumstances uh, or to Russia where my husband was during the war. And uh, we were young, we were not thinking. We were thinking maybe staying in Italy, but um, then uh, his my husband's mother, was in Melbourne, Australia, and she insisted that we come. And actually, Joint helped us. I don't know. We didn't pay because we didn't have any money. So Joint or ANRA paid for our fares. Can't remember. Um, Yeah, so otherwise we, we...
0: So it was into the void, into the unknown... It <laughs> was it was a joy a voyage into the unknown.
6: Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. When we arrived in um, um, the port before Australia, I can't remember. Um, Tahiti after Chahiti, uh, Tahiti, yeah, Tahiti no, after Tahiti was New New
1: Honolulu, New
6: Caledonia, New
1: Caledonia, oh, and, well,
6: and we met a fellow from Australia. He said, "That's exactly what Australia looks like." <laughs> then we.
0: Half of us decided to go back. Yeah. Did I, you can p- I can tell you that when I emigrated to Australia in 1962, my grandmother suggested she send us food parcels because they were. she thought it was very primitive in mm. 1962.
1: Aboriginals eating yeah. in the streets and kangaroos yeah. going around. Throwing everyone. spears at Yeah, you. yeah. Uh,
0: Europe and the United States were very ignorant about Australia.
6: What I wanted to tell you that, what we celebrated, it's not Eridan, We celebrated the friendships,
1: correct, and the people
6: that were like a family. All of us, uh, we formed a family. We formed a family. Mm.
4: It
1: was a bond for life. And I'm going to ask Jane, do you know how many um, from the ship, the number of uh, survivors? that are still alive um, from oh. the Jewish community? <laughs>
2: Today? Um, a
1: handful, yeah. I, I have
2: I, no idea. Um. Just
1: looking at the list briefly, I saw a couple of names that rang a bell. Uh, for instance, uh, the Ackerfeld family. I think Mrs Ackerfeld's still alive. Their son, Wayne, is a uh, he's in the travel industry. I don't know if you remember. The, uh, Mar- Marcus Ackerfeld was on board with his wife. The ship. Um, I think they all
6: passed away I
1: think She may have think passed away Anyway, delivery. the listeners can ring in and tell us If you want to talk direct to our guest 90692086 Or your SMS zero four zero four double five six nine double eight. Ring us up, you've got about uh, 7 minutes 6 minutes, four or minutes. leave a message and uh, You've got about 4 minutes 4 minutes to go can close off. Jane can wrap the show up if you like Because yeah. you've got a wealth of information there for I us
2: I just want to say that in spite of the filth and the miserable conditions and the terrible food, what Mum and Dad used to always say was the main thing was that they were free, and to be free was he mm. didn't take that for granted. Mm. And um, so, when they landed in Sydney, they uh, uh, they went to a different place to Inca. They actually were taken overnight by the Salvation Army Centre and it was cold, even though it was summer. Mm-hmm. Um, they said they were cold and there was no beds. So what they did is they slept on the tables and covered themselves with curtains they took down. They <laughs> took down the curtains wow. like Sound of Music. And, um, and then they traveled the next morning by train to Melbourne. And mum said that when they arrived at the station, they, they had a sponsor who didn't turn up. So they were just the three of them, mum, dad and baby or little toddler, Selena, and she felt very sad and lonely, which is not like Marisha because she's always in good spirits, mm. but then she was sad and lonely and she started to cry. And so my dad had one a number besides a sponsor, a number of a, brother of a brother-in-law, or I don't know, something, and he called this man who came and took them to the Bialystok Centre.
1: Oh, in St Kilda at the time, Yeah, it was yes. a Jewish Relief yes, Centre correct. and they
2: stayed there for two nights and eventually their sponsor found them and, and so they stayed somewhere else for another three nights and I think they moved six times that year wow. or maybe more.
1: I've got a quick question for uh, Zula. Do you remember a chap on board Jacques Best? He was a Buchenwald uh, boy. He was smuggled on board or something. There's a whole story about him. him. He was a German Jew. And uh, he hid in the hospital or something on there. Jacques Best. He was 24 at the time. A bit older I than you. I
4: knew Best later on. Mm. Maybe it's know. Anyway. But, uh, but I want to tell you one thing. how I became Jewish. Because I was in an orphanage as a Christian. I went to church in Zakopana. You know, Zakopane is the nicest part in Poland. That's the Alps. And I met a man that was that was involved with a couple in Warsaw. They were taken away in the Polish uprising. And he said to me that they are back in Warsaw. So he went to the Jewish committee in Warsaw collecting money for me. And there came a man, and she had papers on the table. And there was written, Zula Majerowicz and Stanisława Sokolowska, and he said the name isn't familiar and she said which one and he said Zulamiro and that was my first cousin and he took me away from them and he that's how I became fantastic what a marvelous beautiful stuff
1: yeah can I thank David for organizing this Dav- David Schulberg Kolakavod and thank you <laughs> <laughs> do guests for coming in to uh to Mrs Weinstein To Jane Corman To Zula
0: We've got a b- about a minute
3: yeah, David, sum it up in a couple of lines What this <laughs> heritage means to you Well it's a, it's a very important occasion That we still have some survivors uh, Who uh, we have with us Which is really, really, really very special mm. We don't know whether next year What, what the situation will, will be uh, unfortunately, Bella wasn't uh, alive long enough because mm. she would have been somebody I would have dearly loved to share this with. I, I want to really commend uh, Jane, who is continuing to do a compilation. Do you want to just briefly just tell us uh, what you're up to now and what you're you working on?
0: Fifteen yes. seconds. Yeah, but
2: I'm a bit addicted to the history of my family, and so I'm just trying, uh, nearly completing a. a book on my mother's life story but love to collect all this sort of stuff from their past I just think it's very important
1: Oh yeah, the memories we must never forget and uh, from generation to generation we've got to tell the story Thank you very much for coming in and uh,
0: muzzle tov, it's a big occasion We hope to have you in next year
3: Thank you. <laughs> ...state or on a variety of other matters that I think you would like to know about, then tune into to Walter's World every Tuesday at 11 a.m. or find it on demand on the J-Air website. Don't miss it. Find us on Facebook. Just head to
1: www.facebook.com forward slash J-Air Radio. That's two R's. J-Air Radio.
2: You are listening to Jair, 88FM.
0: Welcome to the second hour of 10K Radius brought to you by MGM Productions I'm in the studio with Max Lasky and Gary Mallon we've just been talking to passengers from the Eridan which arrived in Australia 75 years ago carrying European war refugees, some Jewish some not Jewish you can pick up what they had to say what they remember on the podcast which will be up later this afternoon on our website jair.com.au
1: just summing it all up gary the eridan brought 761 passengers including 65 british migrants and 690 displaced persons from europe and uh, the complaints were mainly from the second and third classes and we mentioned some of them appalling conditions,
0: but they survived, they and survived. the families flourished. They really did. They chronically, they they recorded the information, mm. and they uh, Jane Corman is to be commended for uh, not closing the door.
1: Yep, <laughs> against all odds, <lots, laughs> to all the lots. land down under,
0: Gary, and, and they uh, made themselves a new life. Correct. Now, speaking of new lives. We've got a big show to squeeze into. A we're just going to close the studio door while the guests leave so we can hear what we're thinking. Ah, that's better. Not so much background noise. Mental, we've got a big program. Today is Friday the 26th of December. Australia Day, 2024. For some it's Australia Day, for some it's Nakba or... Akbar. Yeah, oh, carry on. It's ridiculous. They're not shopping at Woolworths anymore, people. And they're not uh, Aldi. They're I'm not shopping at Woolworths, <laughs> but it's not because they're not carrying Australia <laughs> days, don't it's my sugar. It's because they're too expensive. Yeah. I go to
1: Aldi. Aldi uh, uh, don't stock the products either, Gary. It's only Coles and the reject shop.
0: It wouldn't attract me to them if they did or if they didn't. You just go for the bargains. Yeah, true. Go for the price gouge price. I see the government is having an inquiry, which is going to take 12 months, to find out why supermarket prices are so expensive. By the time 12 months comes around, it'll be all over. We'll either be dead or hungry.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, it is the 26th day of 365, I think it's 366, Actually, because we've got a leap year. A leap
1: year, it is, Gary, yeah, and a Jewish leap year as
0: well. So 340 days left of 2024. It's the 16th of Shvat today, 5,784. I just changed that.
1: And we have the.
0: uh, And the Pasha of the week is Beshalach, Beshalach, which means when he sent, and it's found in Exodus. Thirteen, seventeen. Yeah. Also, it's referred to as Shabbos Shira, Gary, the Shabbos, Shabbos of Song,
1: because in the Torah reading we read this uh, beautiful shira that they sang when they uh, when the the seas departed and oh. they got on over to dry land. More about that later in our Torah segment, the Vat Torah.
0: Okay. We light candles this evening at eight twenty p.m. and Shabbos ends at nine twenty-two tomorrow air kosher. and don't forget daylight saving ends on the 7th of April 2024 as we do every week we we celebrate US days of the the year mm. national peanut brittle day oh <laughs> good for your teeth oh yeah
1: good for the dentist scorched peanut bars were the killers in the, the day the peanuts remember?
0: are not so bad but the sugar is not oh so yeah break your teeth on them. It's Dundee Day. Is that, I've got no idea what that is. Any idea? They also mentioned Australia Day.
1: Yes Gary, um, I'm going to put my little shtick on this. I'm celebrating and uh, in fact Gary 11 convict ships from Great Britain came to was known as Botany Bay then wasn't it it's Port Jackson now. 1788 on this day, 26th of January Captain Arthur Phillips uh, he raised that famous British flag, claiming the land in the name of King George the Third. And uh, what yeah. a debate! It's mushiga, really. Yeah. It, it is. It's gone over the top, you know. Council, council, councils cancelling citizenship ceremonies, and oh, but they'll have, well, the off, they? you know? they'll have the day off, won't they? They
0: will have the day off. Yeah, yeah it's, they're two-faced. Well, it's a, a long weekend now. Yeah, but so it's not right. More. Traffic on the Westgate Bridge. Correct. Gary. As if there wasn't enough? Celebrate. It's part of our history. Yes. You know? If you want to celebrate, go right ahead. If you don't want to celebrate, Keep go to the quiet. pub. Yeah. Yep. National Preschool Health and Fitness Day. That's important. National Fun and At Work Day. Hmm. Are we having fun yet, Max?
1: We've had a, a very interesting first hour. That was great to have first hand information, you know, from from Holocaust survivors. Survival. on the ship to survive that journey,
0: boy. It there was, was another Holocaust on the yeah, ship. Yeah,
1: it was, Gary, yeah. Uh,
0: Indian Republic Day. Or are we allowed to celebrate Indian Republic Day? Mm. <laughs> Toad Hollow Day of <laughs> Encouragement. Whatever that is. Toad Hollow Day of Encouragement. National Green Juice Day. I <laughs> don't, don't know much about that. Oh, gee, you've got a lot today, Gary. An international Customs Day and National Spouses' Day, amongst others. Anyway, we'll have around the shtadel, twatum, we'll have from around the Jewish world, but Morris is not here, so we'll just pretend. A little bit of Yiddish, maybe a joke or two, if I can find some. And we've got a couple of... Some uh, music, parsha of the Week. Uh,
1: valets to talk about shortly. Shout outs. Yep.
0: Return of the dreaded blowerback of Inkerman Road. Summertime. They blow all the leaves, all the dirt in from their garden into my garden. Blowerback's useless piece of information. That's my gripe for the day. What have you got on the on the list, Max?
1: Uh I, I just mentioned uh, obituaries later, Gary Will. Okay, obituary. Some famous people, unfortunately, have passed and away. Let's
0: see on this day in history, on the 26th mm. of January. I'll just move the microphone a bit closer to the computer, which I can't do. Now, this is an interesting historical event listed on onthisday.com. It says in 1482, the Pentateuch or Pentateuch the Jewish Bible is first printed as a book in Bologna, Italy yes so that's the Chumash yep 1482 so it's well it's actually
1: the Tanakh I think it was a, a combined book then, and that came up on the news recently that, oh did it yep
0: oh that's interesting that's listed here in 1531 Lisbon is hit by an earthquake and about 30,000 people die. And here is another religious one. In 1564, the Council of Trent issued its conclusions to the tridentinum, establishing a distinction between Roman Catholicism and Protestantism, which uh, usually led to a lot of wars, differences of opinion. And in 1788, Captain Arthur Phillip Here you go. <laughs> and the British colonists hoist the Union flag at Sydney Cove mm. in New South Wales, now celebrated as Australia Day and referred to Invasion Day by some First Nations people.
1: Yeah, a day of mourning, they reckon, but
0: majority will celebrate. Moving right along, in 1998, President Bill Clinton says, I want to say one thing to the American people. I did not have sexual relations <laughs> with that woman, <laughs> Miss Lewinsky. Couldn't lie straight in bed, Bill. Mm, no. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart's opera Cosi Fantuti premieres at the Berg Theatre in Vienna, Austria in 1790. Uh, is that on the hit parade yet? Yeah. Today in sport, in 1871, the Rugby Football Union is formed at a meeting of 21 clubs at the Pall Mall Restaurant London in England.
1: Bradman, on this day, Gary, scored 128 runs in 96 minutes in 1934 on the 26th of January.
0: Good player. In a
1: Shield game against uh, Victoria were playing New South Wales and he smashed uh, four sixes and 17 fours. He was a legend, wasn't he, Donald Bradman?
0: Yeah. We well, got some famous birthdays today. Yeah. Pierre Savonia de Brazza eighteen fifty two to nineteen oh five. Now I don't know what Pierre did, I don't know even know his name, let's look it up. He was French Italian a French Italian explorer who left a significant mark on the geography and politics of Central Africa. Good on you, Pierre. He's no longer with us. Died Died in... Oh, his birthday was in 1852 on this day and he died in 1905 on September the 14th. Douglas MacArthur. Explorer, Ameri- was he? No, he's an no. American general. Oh,
1: right. 1880
0: to 1964. Okay, yeah. World War II, yeah. Yeah, World War Two in the Pacific, mm, In maybe. general, yeah, yeah. Uh, Francois Faber, 1887 to 1915. I don't know what Francois did. He was a cyclist from Luxembourg. He was a professional cyclist. Gee, the more you know, you know, the more you know, you don't know. Frank Costello, crime boss, eighteen ninety one to nineteen seventy three,
1: with the Mafia, no doubt. Yeah, yeah Frank with the Costello.
0: Gambino family, mm. although no, the Luciano family.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: He was Italian. His profession is listed as gangster. Yeah, if
1: you come from Calabria, oh boy, they breed them tough. There, Gary, <laughs> don't they?
0: Yeah. And Bessie Coleman was uh, born in eighteen ninety two to nineteen twenty six. She was an aviator. And the lucky last one, whose birthday is today, is Sean McBride, 1904 to 1988. Sean McBride was an Irish politician and chief of staff of the IRA. Does that make, Sean, him, yeah. make him a terrorist? Yeah. Some people. Celebrity birthdays,
1: Paul Newman Yeah, he's no longer with us He was half Jewish, Gary half His father Jewish? was Jewish, yeah oh, right. Mother wasn't
0: 1925 to Great, great
1: actor, producer
0: Yeah Eddie Van Halen
1: Yeah uh, Musician Oh yeah 1955 to
0: 2020 Yeah,
1: heavy rock, good singer
0: it was a band called Van Halen wasn't Yeah, it? oh yeah Anita Baker, she's 66 today. Anita Baker is an American singer, songwriter, best known for her soulful ballads, especially those released during the 1980s. Sorry, Anita, I can't remember any of your music. Can't remember anything uh, lately. <laughs> Never mind, it's another story.
1: The best, what's, what's your favourite Paul Newman uh, movie, Gary? I think
0: The Sting. No yeah, one.
1: Sting was good.
0: And uh, uh, Hud, I mm-hmm. uh, can't remember any others. Oh, uh, Bush Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Ellen Degeneres is sixty-six today. She's an American talk show. Yeah, host.
1: married to a uh, Geelong girl, isn't she, or something oh, yeah, of lo- so. lo-
0: along those lines. Very popular TV show she had for a while, didn't yes, she? Yes, until she got found out for bullying or something. Mm. Wayne Gretzky.
1: Ah, uh, the ice hockey champ. 63, oh, today. Oh, boy, yeah.
0: Part of one of his deals was when he was playing, he got a shopping mall as part of the deal. Really? Part of his contract.
1: S- he was uh, in
0: many Stanley Cups. Stanley Cups, he's, one yeah. of the world's wealthiest sports people. Oh, yeah, he's good. And Cameron Bright is 31 today. Now, who's Cameron, Cameron Bright when he's at home? He's Canadian, appeared in the films X-Men, The Last Stand, Thank You for Smoking, and four films in the Twilight Saga. His Chinese Zodiac is Rus and his star sign is Aquarius.
1: Mm. I think the best one today that you've mentioned, Wayne Gretzky, 62 today.
0: Sounds a bit Polish, doesn't he? Gretzky, Where was he born? Do you know? I'll have a look. He was born in the United States. yeah. Oh, no, he's Canadian.
1: Yeah, yeah, would be. He is a legend. Berth-
0: Brantford, Ontario. Okay. I thought he was a bit older than 62. Mm. But he's been around for a while.
1: It's a tough game, isn't it, Gary? Oh, I
0: wouldn't like to be knucked. <laughs> I wouldn't like to be knucked with a puck. Yeah. Again, there's a joke. Yeah, what
1: did one ice hockey stick say to the other? It's coin Jack, let's get the puck out of here. Oh, that's pretty that, clear. <laughs>
0: that's a lie. You're you yeah, way is, This is interesting. In 1972 on this day, Serbian air stewardess Vesna Vulovic, or Vulovic, yeah. I would say that would be, survives a 10,160-metre fall without a parachute.
1: Wow.
0: How did she do that? <laughs> Flapped her arms incessantly, no doubt. And I think that'll do for the oh, famous deaths in history. Edward Jenner, inventor of penicillin, discoverer of penicillin, I think, he invented the words first vaccine to treat smallpox, often called the father of immunology. He died on this day seventeen in 1823. Theodore uh, Lucky Luciano, Another gangster, yep. 1896
1: to 1962. Yeah, in the Al Capone era yep. with Meyer Lansky and all those, Bugsy Siegel, yeah. all associates. Gee, they were tough. <laughs> yeah,
0: they were what? <laughs> Boy. Uh, Nelson Rockefeller, American politician, I think, mm. 18, 1908 to 1979. Jose Farrar, actor. Very good one 1912 to 1992 and Kobe Bryant 1978 to 2020 died in a plane crash or aircraft crash. Helicopter crash while flying in foggy conditions above the hills in Calabasas, Southern California. That's a shame. That's it.
1: That's it Gary let's have a look at for some uh, Jewish history. As you mentioned, it's the 16th day of Schwat.
0: Shall I just give the weather report first? Yep. It's 19.8 at the moment in Melbourne at uh, 11.18 and 49 seconds, heading for a maximum of 22. And for tomorrow, you'll have a very pleasant day with a maximum of 23 degrees. Slight chance of a shower in the south eastern suburbs.
1: The 16th day of Shvat. It is Gary Tess Zane, And I'm just going to go back to yesterday being the 15th of Shvat, the new year for trees. We didn't have a show last week, so we'll just a little talk about this minor festival. Some people continue celebrating it for a couple of days over Shabbos. Hamisha Aser B'Shvat. The fee, also known as Tu B'Shvat. And a day that marked the beginning of a new year for trees and it's the season in which the earliest blooming trees in the land of Israel emerge from their winter sleep and begin a new fruit-bearing cycle, Gary. it's also um, coincides with the flowering of the almond tree yesterday on the 15th of uh, Shabbat in Israel and the first day of spring. In Israel. There you go. I the ruled seasons. the
0: world. Every day would be the first <laughs> day of spring.
1: Now, something interesting came out of the, uh, the, the customs, the minhagim of Tuba Shavad. In Israel, when uh, a boy is born, the custom is to plant a cedar tree. And when a girl is born, the minhag is to plant a cypress tree. And as they grow and, and through the years... They use the branches from these trees for their chuppah mm. in Israel. There's a custom amongst Swaridim to do this, Gary. Nice custom. They, they liken, um, man is likened to the tree of a field, the Kabbalists say. And uh, also legally the New Year for Trees relates to the various tithes. That are separated from produce grown in Israel, these tithes differ from year to year in the seven-year Shemitah cycle. The point at which is in which a budding fruit is considered to belong to the next year of the cycle is the seventeenth of Shavat. It's a so it's a point for tithing as well, and the day was marked and people celebrate today and Shabbos with eating of fruits. Uh, particularly from the kinds that are singled out by the Torah in its praise of the bounty of the Holy Land. Things like grapes, figs, pomegranates, olives and dates, all the healthy things. And uh, on this day we remember that man is a tree of the field. That's written in uh, Devorim. And reflect on the lessons we can derive from our botanical analogue. You like that, Gary? (laughs) Botanical, Botanical analog? Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> Just think of the bounty and the, the richness of all these beautiful fruits. Safari him. sit down at a Seder and have 15 actually different fruits. But the land of Israel is. Uh, Botanical analog. <laughs> praised for seven species. And these include wheat, barley, vines, figs, pomegranates, a land of olives that produce oil and honey, from which you get the dates. Mm. Interesting, Gary. Yes. All healthy stuff there. Uh, Especially pomegranates have some uh, really healthy, beneficial properties there. The seeds, the seeds.
0: While we gather our thoughts, I'll play some Station ID and a little more music from Pesheba Singers. Yeah,
1: I've got some more history after the music too, Gary. we are going a little bit more.
0: We'll just play this.
3: You are tuned into The a Radio Station Everyone Loves J-Air 88 FM On air 24 hours a day, 7 days a week And online at j-air.com.au Enjoy listening to J-Air? Support us and become a member by visiting our website j-air.com.au
5: Steht der Bocher unertracht, Tracht und Tracht der ganze Nacht, wenn zu nehmen und nicht verschämen, wenn zu nehmen und nicht verschämen. Der Seichel ist tief, erfuhr nach Quau, und der Teut is bitter, bitter wie Gau.
0: Magnificent Basheva Singers with Tumbala Laika.
1: Classic song, Gary. Never outdates that. That was with Husky Gavenda and his sister and the other boy, Price. I think I forgot his name. Vergessen. Yeah. Benjamin,
0: <laughs> Benjamin Price used to work with the age. Mm, I think it's a different spelling. No, same spelling. No, spelling. They're brother, brothers. Oh, ah, okay. Back to yeah, anyway, back to back to business of 10K radius. The history segment, Gary, Jewish history for the 16th of Shivat. Oh, I F- forgot. I have to say hello to Yossi Weinberg, he Good. listens every Friday Big shout out Yossi to you Big Shab- shout out, you're a special shout out Yossi because you call me every time and the, when the show's not on Well I'll give me shout outs as
1: well now Gary maybe you yes, eh?
0: can do the Jewish history after the shout outs Okay here we go,
1: regular listeners and we've been off air for a couple of weeks So welcome back everyone, we hope you are enjoying today's show And you missed us Send us a text or give us a ring 90692086 First shout out today, Sam Green Regular listener And don't forget his show every Sunday evening On Jair 88FM 9pm Sundays For one hour Great mix of music and Pot puree and Bit of chat and a few jokes Good on you Sam, Shabbat Shalom Jack Eckstein, regular listener From Caulfield North, Gary Wish him a Shabbat Shalom so much along, Jack. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now we've got. Uh, I think they're the most uh, passionate listeners and supporters of J. Isaac and Diane Neslaw, Gary from Merabin. They've missed the show. <laughs> Isaac's had withdrawal. Said the scary of it. Oh no. I know a
0: good doctor for that.
1: Okay, and he'll come on the show later this year when he's got some time off work. Isaac and Diane Shabachel, along to you and all the family. We go now to uh, another Jack, Jack and Esther Schneier from the Emmy Monash. Now Esther, referred to you, Shalema to you because you've had a couple of falls unfortunately lately in your room, but nothing serious, nothing's broken. But have plenty of rest. Have a glaze of latte and some chicken soup tonight. You'll be you'll feel a, a million dollars. And uh, Shabbat Shalom to Jack and Esther Shania. To my sisters, Helen Colt, and especially to Rachel Engelman. Shabbat Shalom to you both. And Rafa Shalama to you, Rachel. And there's my shout-outs. Gary?
0: I'm looking for some jokes to tell.
1: Okay. While you're looking, let's go back to a bit of Jewish history for the 16th yes. of Shabbat 5784. And uh, the Chabad uh, website talks about uh, the Yorzat of the Sharei Teshuva 1823, it refers to Rabbi Chaim Mordechai Margolis, first served as rabbi in Brest, Titsky, Poland, and later in Dubno, Poland, now probably part of the Ukraine, he was the author of a digest of halachic responsa, written after the publication of the Code of Jewish Law, known as the uh, Sharei Teshuva, and this work can be found in the margins of most uh, most, uh, prints of the Code of Jewish Law, the um, Shulchan Aruch. We'll have a look at uh, some of the other bits of history for the 16th of Shavuot. And um, as we look here, we find that uh, in the year 1421, Gary, uh, it talks about a Purim Saragossa. A noxious plot was brewing against the Jewish community of Saragossa. But they were completely unaware of the looming danger they were spared however thanks to a handful of synagogues uh, beetles who acted on a dream they all had the resulting salvation on the 17th of Shabbat which is commencing to tonight era of Shabbos was celebrated by Saragosan Jews and dubbed as the Purim Saragossa A Hebrew Megillah a scroll was uh, penned describing the details of the miraculous story. And to this day, this scroll is read in certain communities on Purim Saragossa. There you go, a bit of uh, history there leading into Shabbos, uh, Purim Saragossa. We'll have a look at a couple of other uh, historical events for the uh, 16th day of uh, Shabbat. Uh, let's have a look. Gary, you got something interesting there coming oh, up? I've got a joke. Okay, I've got just a couple of yeah, smaller go, items here. You go first. Today in Jewish history looks at the, uh, let's see what they're saying here. Um, uh, Brazil passed an edict expelling all Jews on this day in 1654. That's the that we've been through, Gary. Yeah. And also... Uh, The Allies Liberated Auschwitz Concentration Camp a lot of people say in either the 26th or the 27th of January 1945 hence the uh, commemoration of um, Holocaust Day which will... I thought it was
0: the Russians I suppose. The Allies
1: yeah. yeah. It was a combination of America Russians got there first, you're correct yeah. Also uh, let's have a look. Arab Spring Riots began in Cairo's Tahrir Square uh, some, uh, what, 13 years ago, 2011. And one more bit of uh, history for this period was the Jewish astronaut Judith Resnick was killed in a shuttle explosion back in 1986 on the 16th of Shvat. Remember that, Gary? I do remember that. Yeah, Judith Resnick. May her memory be a blessing. Zichron labracha. It
0: was blown up all over the sky. Hmm. And the motor caught, or the fuel court fire it was very spe- spectacularly demonstrated on shown on TV. Hmm. I'll tell you a joke. Beautiful. This is from the Jewish Humor website on Facebook which has about 250,000 members it's not strictly a Yiddish story but it could be a young man walks into a confessional Tommy bless me father for I have sinned I've been with a loose woman priest is that you Tommy who was it then Tommy I can't tell you father I don't want to ruin her reputation priest was it Brenda Tommy no father priest was it Fiona No, says Tommy. Priest, Mary then. No, no, says Tommy. Priest, very well then. Say five our fathers and four Hail Marys. Tommy went back to his pew. His friend leaned over. Friend. So what happened? Tommy, I got five our fathers, four Hail Marys and three good (laughs) leads. (laughs) That's a sexy joke without being too dirty. A dirty joke without being too dirty.
1: Gary, it's that time of the uh, in the programme we uh, we um, what's the word for it? A valet segment, Gary. We've got oh. actually two today. And uh, first one we'll mention because we haven't been on air, we'll talk about uh, the late Richard Frank. Passed away on the second of January this year, aged ninety four um most people will remember him through his late wife the, the socialite lily and frank who yes. died um in august 2022 she was 92 gary when she, she? yeah when she passed away and she was a great uh, charity worker as we remember her yeah. as well great especially rencontre. she oh, was on was she, tv she was everywhere 10. yeah and the race meetings, boy, yeah. the whole, tennis races. She had a lot to do with um, raising money for the Royal Children's Hospital, for Odyssey House, and she, just uh, to mention, was awarded an Order of Australia back in 1991, an AM.
0: I remember Lawrence Money, the columnist for The Age, the Herald, he used to call it the Turak Barb. <laughs> <laughs> he was a good writer, yeah.
1: Lawrence Money, yeah wrote very well. Lillian, uh, before we go on to the story of uh, Richard Frank, Lillian was born, born in uh, Burma, mm. Gary. Um, and, uh, and then when the Japanese invaded in 1942, she uh, ended up in Calcutta, India. And uh, with the help of Sir Moses Sassoon, she in- immigrated to England and then finally to Australia, where she met Richard Frank and uh, a charming, debonair, stylish uh, gentleman. She yeah. referred to him as that. And I think you wrote a, an obituary in I the age? Write I published Oh, you it. published it, Gary, yeah. And uh, before Richard went into the... Um, the hospitality industry. He was um, selling fabrics door to door.
0: Shimata boy. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: he was a as a, a dashing refugee from war-torn Poland, and um, lived in Shanghai before coming to Melbourne. And when he did arrive here um, in 1951, he opened his first little geschäft, a, a little coffee shop in Little Collins Street. And a sandwich bar, which he ran for two and a half years, uh, it was known as uh, Fan Court. A lot of our old listeners will remember that somewhere near the town hall, the back of the in that What, what, what was it called? Fan Court. F A N C O U R T. The name sounds familiar. Yeah, it's probably heritage listed somewhere, Gary. That one, because he did a lot for the industry. Uh, a succession of city restaurants followed, including his famous one, Petty Sessions, in the heart of the uh, legal precinct of uh, William Street and the CBD there. And uh, prior to that, he had a place called Rick's in Queen Street, named for its Casablanca theme. Windows on the Bay was his last one, Gary, down in Alec, mm. Very upmarket restaurant. Uh, what did he do else? Uh, what else was he associated with? He was—he uh, actually founded the Restaurant and Catering Association, and he was president of that for many years. In two thousand and one, he spent two hundred fifty thousand dollars renovating the former Glow Glow restaurant in Turak Road. Remember that. I remember, upmarket but ne- never for, went there. N-
0: who could afford to go oh, there? The biggest one I went to in the Turku was a flight deck.
1: Flight deck was a great little
0: place owned by Tony Charlton
1: many, many years ago. Anyway, he converted Glow Glows into a place called Carter's Restaurant and Wine Bar. Don't know much about that um survived by two daughters michelle frank um, handles all the business dealings of her father's restaurants and jackie editor of the marie claire magazine gary and a food writer as well and rita ehrlich from the age uh wrote many great stories about the life of richard frank today on tinko radius we pay tribute to him because we've been off air for a couple of weeks richard frank Passed away on the 2nd of January 2024 at the age of 94. May his memory be a blessing. And uh, Baruch Dayanha MS, Gary.
0: Okay, just play this. Turn it up.
3: Enjoy listening to J Air? Support us and become a member by visiting our website, j-air.com.au. And you're listening to 10K Radius.
0: Minus Morris today. That's it, Gary. Just <laughs> the two of us. Yeah. MG Productions today, Gary. MG Productions. And while we've
1: got some time. We'll give out a, sh- a couple of shout-outs here to Hudson. Have Solo. you got
0: another... Um
1: You've got another valet coming up yeah, shortly, okay. but I want to break it up a bit. Uh, first of all, shout-out to Kosher Meals on Wheels, one five double nine six. Or you can go on the website and order direct there, koshermealsonwheels.org.au. Big shout out there to Tiffany. And a new girl started this week, Suzanne Musletoff, on your appointment. They do a great service. They've been doing this for, well, 55-plus years, Gary. Kosher Meals on Wheels, 0474. 215-996. 215 double nine six. We go over to two important uh, community groups. Hatsola, first of all, proudly assisting Ambulance Victoria to protect the community. And the number for all medical emergencies is 1800 613 613. That's Hatsola. CSG, shout out to them for the great work. And they would be busy now, Gary, as they have been for the last 111, 112 yeah. days since October 7. Whew, they've got their work uh, overloaded, is what the word, uh, and you need to ring them. Any security incident or uh, ex- medical emergency, the number is 1300 000 274 and
0: uh there's the th- there's shout outs for today gary a couple of uh, one um shout out we should mention is volodymyr zelensky the president of ukraine who was 46 yesterday was a tough one let it. Yeah. yeah, nice jewish boy he
1: came out to australia a
0: couple of years ago as a and comedy he's artist <laughs> he's come a <laughs> long way <laughs> he ever battling, battling vladimir putin from a comedian, TV show host, and, yeah, I bet he uh, doesn't think it's a joke now. <laughs> no,
1: no joke. Now this was told to us by uh, Roman the Roman Marcus a couple of, uh, oh, probably a year ago. Now he came in the studio, spoke yeah. about his relationship with him, had met him personally, and gave him uh, a couple of tours around the uh, countryside. Gary yeah. was telling us.
0: Let's have a joke. Beautiful. From Jewish website, Jewish humor website on the Facebook priest and a rabbi were at a week-long conference on God and quickly became friends. As the last day approached, the priest turned to his new companion. Rabbi, we're both men of religion, men of faith, who follow the rules of our beliefs. But, Rabbi, let me ask you, have you ever tried pork? The rabbi was silent, looked around and leaned into his new friend. Priest, I have, and it was very good. The conversation continued when the rabbi turned to his new confidant. Priest, we are both men of religion. Men of faith, you follow the rules of our beliefs. But priest, let me ask you, have you ever had sex? The priest was silent, looked around and le- leaned, to, leaned into his new friend, Rabbi, have, and it sure beats pork. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, there you go. What about playing a little bit of music and then we'll come back with some
0: more uh, uh,
1: zikronot, or not, Gary, and we'll pay tribute to another chap.
0: Here's one by Alexander Tirala, who you probably you'll probably recognise the tune, so I won't mention it. <laughs> In case you didn't know. Did you know, Max? Put us in a good mood, Gary, that one.
5: G F M.
1: Yeah, it's a good song. Good song. We're gonna go around the Städetl now, Gary. A around little bit the of what's happening around town and tonight, the first Friday night fever is it's happening tonight, Gary, celebrating Australia Day. Keep that in note. Tonight at the Caulfield Shul, Gary, Friday Night Fever, with meat pies and lamingtons. Have a listen to this, Gary.
0: Holdens and kangaroo cars?
1: Maybe. 6pm Mincha, 6.10 L'Chaim, 6.30pm Musical Kabbalat Shabbat. And this is their first Friday Night Fever of the year, celebrating Australia Day together. There you go. That deserves a ta-da, Gary. Oh, you I want reckon. a ta-da? Yeah. Okay. I'll give That's you a, our first one for here's today. A
0: tada.
1: They do this prior to Shabbos uh, so that you people can drive down there before Shabbos comes in at eight twenty p.m. Should be good, Gary. Mm. Mm. Yeah. We're having a look now What's happening Don't forget tomorrow Gary In the gold fields On a Shabbat service At Ballarat Yes Shul 10.30am start With a lovely Kiddish to follow Come on board And support The oldest synagogue On the Australian
0: mainland Wasn't there a death In the Ballarat community?
1: Thank you for reminding me Gary Unfortunately uh, We announced the passing Of Harry Cook The, The treasurer for many years, honorary treasurer, for many years, something like thirty plus years, a wonderful chap, svi Ben Avraham. Um, May his neshama have a great aliyah. in Yiddish. May his memory be a blessing. Amen. And he did a lot of great work for the Ballarat Shul. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be uh, no doubt talking about him tomorrow as well, leading up to the shloshim. But we have the service tomorrow 10.30am. Come along and support Australia's oldest Mainland Synagogue. And a heads-up for this uh, event coming up, Gary. The uh, a special event, Third St Kilda Danglo's Own Scout Group. They're having a reunion. So a heads up to that one, and I'll talk about it more in the weeks uh, coming prior. It's going to be happening in April at the Scout Hall in Avoca Avenue, Elwood. A lot of our listeners would be associated with uh, this special event celebrating a milestone, 28th uh, Glenara Ventura Unit. Started by 3rd St Kilda, is inviting everyone to commemorate this significant milestone in Jewish scouting. Uh, there's going to be uh, festivities, guest speakers, and an afternoon tea. And um, I can give out uh, RSVP, uh, you go on to the Glen Ira, well, it's uh, 28th Glen at IU. but we'll have more information as leading up to that um, if you've been involved with Third St Kilda Danglows own scout group in the past, come on board it's going to be held on the 7th of April 2024 and don't forget to uh, to RSVP twenty eighth Glen Ira at vicventurers au. Gary, we'll have uh, we we'll might a m- couple of more community uh, announcements coming up here. Gary, I've just got to look uh, up. Oh, uh, well, here.
0: I can tell you while you're doing that. Yep. That uh, Neil Diamond. Yes. Was eighty three on January the twenty fourth.
1: Mazeltov. Yeah, I saw that during the week. He uh, had a birthday. And I don't he- think he's singing anymore. with some throat issues
0: He seriously considered using the name Ice Cherry and Noah Kaminsky for his professional name
1: The rest is history
0: I I think he likes to smoke a little dope
1: Mm. Did a bit of acting too along the way
0: Yes, the jazz singer The
1: jazz singer, yeah Coming up Tuesday, the 6th of February, Gary, also at Caulfield Shool is the first of the Tuesday Schmooze Days with Morning Tea, gold coin donation. Keep that in mind. That'll be uh, Tuesday week, the 6th of February, 10.30 a.m. start. And it's a musical program for the first one for the year. Uh, They're running it every two weeks. And uh, the first uh, cab off the rank is a chap by the name of Cole Perkins. Going to do some morning melodies and uh, sing-alongs. Get along there. Keep it in your diary. The 6th of February. And we've got one more to advertise, Gary. A unique cultural experience. This is coming up at the Ballarat Shore, Gary, in February on a Sunday with London's renowned klezmer violinist Ilana Kravitz, C-R-A-V-I-T-Z, co-founder of the London Klezmer Quartet, and director, London International Klezmer Experience.
0: We've got some of their music.
1: Yes, and there, there's going to be support artists, Saray Ilmunad, and and uh, local violinist Ernie Gruner will be there, Iran Vela and Nella Trivkovic, and... Uh,
0: Sounds like a good foot-tap and oh, time. Oh, yeah.
1: Passionate exponents of Bosnian, Sevda and Sephardic Jewish songs is the theme. Sunday, the 25th of February, 2pm. Doors open at one thirty pm in the Ballarat Shul. It's a ticketed event only, so there's no door sales. Go on to try booking. And this is a fundraiser for the Shul, Gary. Afternoon tea is included at the conclusion of the concert and... Uh, book now because it'll fill up fast should be a good event and a good fundraiser Sunday the 25th of February about a month away isn't it Times the fleet of the year and Gary Zuckman in Yiddish
0: according to my information Neil Diamond screen tested for the lead in the movie Lenny in 1974 based on the life of comedian Lenny Bruce who was Jewish oh yeah Uh, he's he and Barbara Streisand had a smash hit with You Don't Bring Me Flowers in mm. 1978. Good song. It was not the first time that they had, the Brooklyn-born superstars had sung together. They sang together while students at New York City's Erasmus High School when they both sang in the school choir. Sweet Caroline is my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> and Hot August nah, nights. Hot August the, Night. Oh, best-selling yeah. albums of all time. Mm. Gary,
1: we say uh, Borokhtane MS to the late rabbi Dr. Raymond Apple. Uh, passed away a week ago, Gary, unfortunately on the 19th of January this year. He was born on the 23rd of December, 1935. So he was 88 and he died in Yerushalayim. He held an AO and an RFD. Now, a looked up RFD refers to a reserve force decoration for um, being a reserve chaplain and a... For eighteen years, he was senior rabbi of the Australian Defence Forces. Um, he was senior rabbi of the Great Synagogue in Sydney for thirty-three years, Gary, from nineteen seventy-two to two thousand and five. Um, I actually got to meet him one one day, Gary, when I was living in North if He came to wanted to look at his old house where he grew up as a teenager, and. Uh, yeah, a fain of yeah, yeah. yeah, he did a lot a lot of work. Early post between nineteen sixty and seventy two he led chules in Bayswater and Hampstead, Gary, in your old uh,
0: Back of the country. Woods?
1: Yep. Before taking over at the Great Synagogue. He was educated at Melbourne High here, then on to Melbourne University where he received a Bachelor of Arts and a Bachelor of Law, a Master of Literature degree he obtained at the University of New England here in Australia then uh, he got smicha at the London School of Jewish Studies which was formerly known as Jews College Gary and uh, received a teaching diploma there did a lot of work with the interfaith dialogue groups and um he was uh, uh, a Freemason, a past Deputy Grand Master, and uh, to the family and his wife of 63 years. Amen. the Almighty console you all amongst the other mourners of tzion in Yerushalayim. Amen. And may you know, know. More sorrow. He was a great man. Gary. We've got three minutes, Gary. Three minutes to discuss, in a nutshell, the parsha for tomorrow. Shabbos Shira, as I mentioned, will be uh, sing, in the in the Torah reading is the Song at the Sea, uh, and the parsha opens with the words Vayechi b'shalach Paroi esr and it came to pass when. Pharaoh sent away the people he let them go Is is it's talking about let my people go it finally happened Gary and uh, he chases after them to force their return uh, and the Israelites find themselves trapped between Pharaoh's armies and the sea God tells Moses to raise his staff over the water the sea splits to allow the Israelites to pass through and then closes over the pursuing Egyptians. Moses and the children of Israel sing a song of praise and gratitude to Hashem. That's the shirah that will be read tomorrow uh, later on in the center in Refidim, The people are attacked by the Amalekites who are defeated by Moses' prayers and an army raised by Joshua. We've got three minutes, Gary, to no, go. We, we must Talk about uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day.
0: Don't forget to light candles at 8.20. Shabbat ends tomorrow at 9.22. Yep. And the air of his kosher.
1: And uh, we just mentioned the Melbourne uh, event for Holocaust Day. Gary, you have to go onto the Melbourne Holocaust uh, website, mhm.org. There's a talk and exhibitions talking about the fragility of freedom. Get along there. Go to the website book it's a ten dollar donation and um sorry twenty dollars ten dollar concession or volunteers that's uh what you should be looking up and uh keep all this in mind there's other events as well you have to preserve the memory gary must never forget
0: we we should never forget this has been 10k Rays with max and gary Thank you for listening. We'll be back again next week at 10am on a Friday. Thank you for listening.